Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode sponsored by our friends at The Wellness Company. Head over to TWC Health slash Dobbs to get your med kit. A med kit with all the essential pharmaceuticals, you know, the ones the mainstream media and Marxist left don't want you to have, like ivermectin, z amoxicillin, and much more. Be prepared for when the next plague hits by heading over to TWC.Health slash Dobbs and enter promo code Dobbs at checkout to save 15% off your entire order. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for joining us. Congress passed its latest stopgap spending bill last night to prevent a government shutdown set to happen at midnight tonight. The bill extends funding for half of the government through March 8th and the rest until March 22nd. Congressional leaders say they have an agreement on six of the 12 appropriations bills, and plan to finalize the details and debate the package clearing the way for it to be signed into law by March 8th. If they fail, they face another partial shutdown next week. Joe Biden had his annual physical this week. The White House doctor says Biden is in great health and ready to serve. Among the only things the White House physician found were that Biden has a stiffened gait and neuropathy in his feet. That's what they blame for his missteps and tumbles. President Trump not holding back on his latest campaign video. He's sick and tired of the Marxist-run mainstream media comparing his cognition to Joe Biden's. President Trump says there's no comparison because Joe Biden is a mental midget. The radical left Democrats are at it again. They're constantly making up stories about me because their candidate is a mental and physical basket case. There's never been anything like it. He's also the worst president in the history of our country. He went on a very poorly rated show last night, and he talked about Donald Trump and his wife. I don't know the name of my wife. He was referring to the fact that at CPAC, where I had a sold-out speech, the biggest audience they've had in years, I think maybe ever, I made the statement that Melania was very popular because when I mentioned her name, The audience went wild. I then looked at the two people, man and wife, Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, and I said, wow, they really like the first lady. So this got taken as the fact that I thought Mercedes was the first lady. It has nothing to do with that. These people are really dishonest. They are absolutely something. They have a horrible candidate who's a horrible president. They make up things constantly. You take a look at when I use Barack Hussein Obama and I interject him into where it's supposed to be Biden, and I do it purposely for comedic reasons and for sarcasm, because a lot of people say that Obama's running the country, not Biden, because he's sleeping all the time. 
They say, oh, I don't know the name of the president. Or when I imitate this guy getting off a stage, what they do is they say, oh, he had trouble getting off a stage. I have no trouble getting off a stage. Anybody that watches what I do at rallies would say, wow, that's amazing. He can go two hours without a teleprompter, not making even a little mistake. Very few people, maybe almost nobody can do what I do. So here's the story. The disinformation of the Democrats is unbelievable. They do it because they have a horrible candidate. Don't associate me with the mental midget that you portray, because I want to tell you, he should not be leading this country. And hopefully, on November 5th, he's not going to be. We're going to have a big election. We're going to have a big victory. And we're going to make America great again. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant for President Trump. There's no comparison at all, of course, to be made between him and the puppet president. Not on cognition, not on running the country, not on a thing. Our guest today is House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Chairman Jordan was in the deposition this week with Hunter Biden, and he joins us now. Mr. Chairman, thanks so much for being with us. I know you're busy as you can be, but we appreciate your time. I want to start with, first of all, your impression of Hunter Biden's appearance before your committee. Well, the the House rules prohibit us from getting into specifics, but I I can say this. There were a number of things that he said that were just directly contradictory to what we got from other witnesses uh, and, and, frankly, from some of the evidence we've seen. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I got from it. I think also there's it it sort of provides us some, some, I think, valuable information, sort of a roadmap if you will, uh, if in fact we have a public hearing, which we're uh, discussing now. So uh, that was my main takeaway. But nothing Hunter Biden said yesterday, I think, changes the fundamental facts of the Bidens were peddling this. I call it the money, the business, the brand. It was access to the brand that I think is has been so critical. And that's what they had all these companies doing, all this money coming in. And then the, the case study, I think uh, the most telling case study, of course, is the actions then Vice President Biden took relative to the prosecutor in Ukraine and the pressure that prosecutor was applying to Burisma, the company Hunter Biden sat on the board of and was paid a million dollars a year when the vice president leveraged and conditioned the release of American tax money on the firing of that very prosecutor. I think that's the case study and how this all kind of fits together. And your reaction when Hunter Biden began uh, in his opening statement by saying that he his father didn't have anything to do with his business dealings? Well, there's numerous phone calls. We knew that from Devin Archer. There's pictures of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and his business partners on the golf course. There's testimony that says Joe Biden stopped by lunches and had dinners with foreign individuals who Hunter Biden, his, uh, Hunter Biden and his partners were doing business with. So that doesn't seem to square with, again, what we've heard from previous witnesses. Some of those witnesses were, in fact, partners. I mean, Devin Archer, Rob Walker, partners of Hunter Biden, and that's what they've testified to. So, again, I can't get into all the, the specifics of yesterday's testimony until we actually release the transcript, because those are the House rules. And as you listen to Hunter Biden respond, uh, there were a, there was great interest, of course, in whether or not uh, he would uh, would acknowledge the fact that this was a, a, a contest for democracy, making some remarkable statements before the for the hearing, saying that his sobriety uh, was key to the survival of democracy. I. 
I, I've never heard such an outlandish statement or such a narcissistic statement by, I, I can't remember one that would top that. Yeah, uh, here's what I know about statements too. Statements from the White House and statements from David Weiss and the Justice Department keep changing. I mean, remember what Joe Biden told us a few years ago. He said, I never spoke to my son about any of his business dealings. Well, then that changed to the White House saying, well, Joe Biden was never in business with his son. And then, of course, late last year, when Hunter Biden failed to appear, when we had uh, subpoenaed him to come in and testify, um, he said in his press conference, my father was never financially involved in my business. So their story keeps changing. David Weiss and the Justice Department on how they've handled this investigation and what authorities they had, that keeps changing. But one thing I've said, one thing I've, I've noticed is the whistleblower's testimony has not wavered. It has not changed. And they've stood up to a cross-examination. Tony Bobolinsky, who came forward four years ago, his testimony, his statements have not changed. And I think stood up to a, examination when he came in for his deposition. So, um, yeah, you get some statements from the Bidens in the White House and from the Justice Department that don't seem to be too consistent. Uh, and, and talking about uh, uh, Bobolinsky, his his early statements back in uh, uh, the earliest days of this uh, this mess, uh, right after the election. Uh, in point of fact, he had more insight into what was going on. Uh, and had anyone really listened to him, and I'm talking about in the national news media, uh, we yeah. history might have been changed. Uh, what do you think? Well, yeah, because th this happened in the context of the presidential election. Things that Tony Bobolinsky said that were not not were not really reported or even much covered by the mainstream media. Right. And then, of course, you couple that with this false narrative about the Hunter Biden laptop where 51 former Intel officials put together a statement that said this has all the earmarks of a Russian information operation, which was baloney. And then that got peddled by the mainstream press and polling and common sense tell us that if the American people had known the truth about the laptop at the time, it would have changed, likely changed the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. So, uh, yeah, those are all all concerns about how uh, things were reported. False information was given to we, the people, in the run-up to the most important election we have, election for president. Absolutely. And then it comes full circle here these years later. And the Democrats are right now uh, saying that you are being, uh, <laughs> being taken by Russian propaganda. They don't seem to have another tool in their box, do they? Uh, this is no. always about Russian propaganda and it shows a certain affection for the uh, for the propaganda that the Dems uh, gin up yeah. uh, and spread yeah. across this country because this came from the DNC and from the Clinton campaign originally. Yeah, 2016, it was, you know, Trump colluded with Russia and we had a 30 million dollar investigation by Robert Mueller with 19 lawyers and 40 agents and all this. They, and they found nothing because there was nothing there. There was no collusion, no coordination, no conspiracy whatsoever. Then in 2020 is what I just talked about. It was, oh, the laptop was a Russian information operation, which was baloney. And now they're trying it again. Um, you know, I guess they just here we go one more time. So um, the Democrats have the same old playbook. I think the American people are smart and the American people also see, frankly, 
that what we had under President Trump was a president who could project strength from the Oval Office, who did what he said he was going to do. We had a roaring economy, a secure border. We had $2 gas, not $4 gas. Um, and now we compare that to Joe Biden. And I think the American people are going to put President Trump back in the White House. Well, I think you're right about that. Certainly, I, I agree with the, the with the assessment that he is absolutely critical. This country's uh, continued existence. I want to turn to the House Republicans, uh, the subpoena uh, for the Joe Biden uh, special counsel records uh, and yeah. the importance of those in the congressional investigation. Yeah, I mean, Robert Hur, special counsel, in his report, in his investigation, says Joe Biden willfully, intentionally, deliberately took classified documents, mishandled classified documents over a period, of, over decades of time while he was in the Senate, while he was vice president. He willfully, intentionally did that. Then he willfully, intentionally, deliberately gave that information, some of that classified material, to his ghostwriter who was writing his book. And yet Robert Hurst says, I'm not going to prosecute because Joe Biden is an old guy who can't remember and will be sympathetic to a jury. And the Democrats have said, oh, well, that's that's that you can't say that, Mr. Special Counsel. You that's gratuitous comments about the president's state of mind and his forgetfulness. You can't say that because it's not true. Well, what we've said is give us the material. Let us see. Let the American people see the audio tapes of how when you interviewed Joe Biden, what he had to say and other documents that you use, Mr. Her, in your investigation. So that's why we've asked for that information. We think the American people you got two different perspectives here. We think the American people are entitled to see. And an additional uh, data point, we have the president's annual physical, uh, his doctor, Dr. Kevin uh, O'Connor, uh, saying that he is in uh, in very good shape and that uh, he has no new ailments uh, from the last physical a year ago. Uh, but he did not advise a cognitive test. Uh, your thoughts about that omission from his overall examination? I mean, I leave that up to the White House and to the Biden family and the president and his physician. But uh, what I do know is what we we the people of this great country and frankly, uh, I think foreign heads of state, what we all see. And it's sad. And I don't like to talk about it um, because you want your president, even though I disagree with Joe Biden's policies and positions, you want the president of our country, the greatest country ever to be up to the task. But I think anyone with common sense can frankly see that he's just not. And it's sad, but it's a reality. And it's and it's part of what Robert Hur said in his report. It, it, and so it's again, we go back to why we think this information is important for us to have and more importantly, for the American people to see. Yeah, and it is uh, interesting, the difference of contradictory view about who asked which question and indeed yeah. even the answers that were, were forthcoming from the president. Yeah. I, I just I have to say I agree with you about not even liking to talk about uh, Joe Biden, his uh, infirmity, his uh, uh, his impairment. Uh, and but I also think it's important uh, that we understand just what uh, what is at stake here. For the American people I'm referring to well said. Uh, because yeah. we are in dangerous times. Uh, and I, I would be delighted if uh, all of the, this nation's enemies would, well, would stall until we can get uh, President Trump into the White House, uh, because this is a vulnerability to our national security, this White House, that I, I, I don't like to contemplate. Well, Your yeah, thoughts? They, they, I, 
I mean, you, you uh, I got asked a question by a reporter a while back, you know, can you name some good policy the Biden administration has done? And I actually stopped and thought about it for a second. And, and you, you reached a conclusion. You, I can't name one one positive thing because everything secure border to no border, safe streets, record crime, two dollar gas to four dollar gas, stable prices to record inflation, projecting weakness, the debacle that was the exit from Afghanistan, the weaponization of government against we the people. You could just keep going. It's been a complete disaster. But maybe the scariest thing is what's happened to the border. This this Lake and Riley situation, when Joe Biden just has an open border. And people come in and then they do something wrong and local prosecutors don't hold them accountable and they're released. And then they do some something terrible, like what happened, this tragedy that happened to this young lady in, in Georgia. And then and, you know, this is how bad it's gotten under Joe Biden. And I think the American people have had it. And I do think they're going to show up in a big way uh, this coming fall and put President Trump, as I said before, back in the White House. We continue with Congressman Jim Jordan chairman of the House Judiciary Committee in just a moment. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Folks, you know, I beg everyone to get ready for the next crisis. And when it comes, our lives will likely change overnight, whether it's natural disaster, war or another disease. We have to be ready as we can be. We saw what happened in 2020 when we found ourselves dependent on global supply chains. We're still dependent on China and other countries for more than 90% of all our pharmaceuticals. With clusters of respiratory illnesses popping up around the world and here, we need to be prepared. And now is the time to make certain you have what your family needs when the next crisis hits. Our good friends, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Drew Pinsky over at The Wellness Company have put together just what you and I need with The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit. And now The Wellness Company's medical kit provides a solution critical to you and your loved ones. This emergency kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, z and ivermectin for you to keep on hand, along with a guidebook for safe use. From tick bites to biochemical events, every medical scenario is covered. Be prepared for whatever comes next. Go to twc.health slash Dobbs and grab your medical emergency kit right now. Go to twc.health slash Dobbs now. That's twc.health slash Dobbs. Put in promo code Dobbs and save 15% at checkout. Take control of your health today with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. Prepare today. Be ready tomorrow. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're back now with House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. 
Mr. Chairman, right now, have you got a sense, an estimate of when you will reach a point in your investigation that you say, we have enough, we are prepared to proceed? Well, uh, I think the case has always been compelling, the evidence we've already uh, accumulated. Um, but it, this is going to be a decision for the full house. Now, next week we have Sally Painter in for a deposition. Sally Painter was part of this Democrat public relations firm that did work for the Ukrainian energy company, this, this company, Burisma, that Hunter Biden sat on the board of. Uh, we think that's important. The following week, uh, that second week of March, we have uh, in Robert Hur for an open hearing on his uh, his special counsel report, what we were talking about earlier in, in his assessment of, of Joe Biden and his handling of those classified documents. So I think we, we get through all that. We may, in fact, Chairman Comer's talked about a public hearing for uh, Hunter Biden. So that may that may happen as well. Mm -hmm. And I think we work through that. We continue to do our oversight work. And then, you know, at some point we have to make a decision. Are there is there do we draft articles of impeachment? And if so, are there the votes for those articles? That's something we have to figure out. But right now, I've said all along, we're doing our impeachment inquiry. Uh, we're looking into this and we will do just like the Constitution requires our constitutional duty to do oversight of the executive branch. And then we'll make a decision. And looking at the evidence that you've compiled to this point, I, I mean, this is, you, you said compelling. I think it's convincing to, uh, certainly to uh, those who are, are reasonable and have an open mind and uh, are not uh, hard-charging, uh, you know, advocates of the left. There's, there's very little, little doubt uh, that, uh, that there is culpability here and responsibility uh, that yeah. has just been uh, in responsibility under the Constitution. Uh, those duties have been, uh, well, either ignored or there's been a transgression uh, for almost everything that one could imagine when it comes to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in particular. I'm fascinated yeah. with the, the Marxist Dems, and particularly Congressman Dan Goldman, who with, straight, with a straight face each time he uh, attempts to smear the investigation or the chairman of the principal committees. I, what do you make of him and what is your reaction? Uh, is it just politics as usual or is there something particularly uh, venal in all of this on the part of the left? Well, yeah, I mean, part of it's just partisanship, I think. Um, and, and part of it, I think, is just driven by there's some on the left just have this, well, it seemed like almost everyone on the left just has this, this, this uh, almost hatred of President Trump. And, and, and they, 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 I think in some way they use that as a way to so defend the actions of, of the Biden family. So uh, what, we, we wrote a long piece. We put it on our, on our Twitter. But we walked through this whole thing. And I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a fairly long story, but in-depth story where we talk first about the money, the business, the brand, how they did this operation before Joe Biden was candidate. Then we talk about the actions they took while he was candidate, the lies, the campaign, the rigged election, you know, the 51 former intel officials, the things they said that were false, that they knew at the time were false, how the FBI helped them in the Justice Department, helped them out on this. And then, of course, it's the cover up, the obstruction and the sweetheart deal once Joe Biden becomes president. And that's David Weiss in this crazy way. They tried to handle this investigation, tried to get the sweetheart deal past the court. The court said no to it. And then that very guy who did a sweetheart deal that no one would accept, they got laughed out of court. That's the individual who gets named as the special counsel. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. 
And of course, the case study in all this that kind of shows how it all worked together was Burisma uh, and, and, and that and how Joe Biden fired the prosecutor, Hunter Biden's on the board, how David Weiss let the statute of limitations run for those tax years when Hunter Biden was getting the bulk of the Burisma income. That's the case study that we highlight in this long opinion piece we put together uh, earlier this week. Well, Mr. Chairman, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and you to bet. give us your insight into what your committee and the other investigating committees are doing. And uh, uh, we appreciate it greatly. Uh, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, thanks for being with Thank us. You. We appreciate you it. You bet. God bless Thank you. Thank you, Lou. Take care. You too. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Be sure to join us tomorrow for the Great America Saturday Show. Our guests are former special advisor to President Trump, Peter Navarro, and president of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, Frank Speech, you name it, at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 Central. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.